Welcome to Living the Reiki Life podcast. Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Christy, and we're coming at you from the Prairie Province of Saskatchewan, Canada. We met in the corporate world over a decade ago and became great friends. We started our Reiki journey together, and now we are Reiki masters. Follow along as we navigate life, living the spiritual world while still working the nine to five. We gather twice a month to chat all about Reiki and our Reiki journeys, energy healing, and other healing modalities. We are going to interview some of our gurus and cover a vast majority of topics that we find interesting, and hopefully you do too. Let's get at it. One, two, Hey everyone, welcome in. It is episode nine with Amanda. And hey, it's Christy. And we thought we would just jump right into the episode with a grounding meditation that Christy is going to lead. So Christy, go ahead. Yes. Okay. I was going to ground myself before I hopped on here and I thought, well, I might as well invite everyone else to ground with us. So let's get into it. So wherever you are, wherever you may be, just close our eyes. And just roll your shoulders back, up and down. Maybe give your hands and your arms a shake. Shake off the day or shake off any feelings that you don't want. Just let them go. Okay, now that we're going to take a deep breath in. So big belly breath in. And a full exhale out. Do that again. Inhale in. Exhale out. Okay, now we're going to feel our feet on the floor, wherever the floor may be. If you're outside on the grass or you're inside, just feel that floor beneath your feet. Feel the support of Mother Gaia under your feet. Now we're going to picture tree branches extending from the bottoms of your feet, wrapping around your feet and going through the earth, down, down, down through the earth till they connect to the heart of Mother Gaia, a big emerald green light in the heart center of Mother Gaia. When you feel that connection, your feet should feel heavy. You should feel connected. Feel grounded. Okay, I'm just going to sit with that for a second here. Okay, that feels good. Thank you. That feels so good. It's just like my body feels like so relaxed now and just like everything kind of just melted away and into the roots and just off my body and shoulders. So good. Did it? Oh, good. That's that's Mm -hmm. exactly what I want to do. I feel like in the moment now too, because I was kind of like running around before this and now, now I feel grounded and I'm ready. And I was actually doing um, some Reiki on my throat chakra just to open it up before the episode. And then my hands moved like to the back of my head. I was like, well, that's kind of odd. I guess it might be a little blocked back there as well. Like, you know, the front and the back of the neck and. Oh yeah. Get that sandwich hold. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Hey, from the Yusu Reiki. Yes. I love that. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. That's powerful. Uh, Let's talk about updates. What's been going on with you since last, last episode? Okay. What, what do I got going on? Um, So I've been connecting to the plants around uh, our property, you know, like they seem like weeds and they're invasive. Troy just mows the shit over them mm. and they're gone and then they grow back. And, oh, yeah. you know, I started talking to like my uh, friend Nina, she's a herbalist and she's helping me through my journey. And she's like, you know, what you need is right in your backyard. And those are the plants that are going to vibrate with you. So go out and look around. I'm like, okay, sure. So I'm like taking pictures and like Googling. I was like, I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> I was like, and then so I took a picture of one and then she's like, well, turn the leaf over. Is it silver? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, that's mugwort. I was like, okay, that's super cool. Cause I've heard of mugwort and it has uh, a lot of crazy healing properties, of course. And um, she told me to take some mugwort in your hands, like, take some off the plant and throw them under your pillow tonight. And I was like, and then she gave me like a little winky face. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Cause I was reading about like how it opens up psychic powers and uh, lucid dreaming. So I was like, ah, I can't do that. I was like, I don't know. It kind of, it seems like it's inviting something in. I'm not sure if I'm okay with that. So I just kind of sat with the plant and had my hands in it. And then that was it. But last night I had a lucid dream, like a wild, wild lucid dream where like I knew what was going on in the dream. I knew it was a dream and it was all playing out. And it was just like this story, um, just a deep story of like 15 years ago that came up that needed to be healed. And maybe we'll share about that one day because it uh, relates to like cutting cords and that kind of thing. So that was pretty wild that I didn't put the mugwort under my pillow, but I still had that lucid dream. So I don't know, maybe tonight I should just shove some under there and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Holy. Do you think because you like connected in with it, maybe that played a part? For sure. Like, I think like the intention was like there, but then I didn't actually physically bring the plant in. So I feel like I connected with the spirit of mugwort. Yeah, it kind of sounds yeah. like that. Super neat. I yeah, love it was lucid, neat. I love lucid dreaming. Like, I love <gasps> it. I think it's so neat, especially when I know I'm dreaming and I'm like, I can do anything. And it's just like, yeah, it's awesome. I know yours was very extreme, though. And yeah. Yes, we'll get into that maybe a different episode. And uh, we're going to even look into that a little bit through yeah. the session, you and I. Yes, I think there's some healing to be done in the heart and the sacral. And yeah, yeah, we need to dive in. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool, though. And you also saw Rhonda when you were uh, at the exhibition in Saskatoon. Yeah, my husband and I stopped by. Um, she had a table there with Cindy Smith. So that's like her mentor. Um, that she works with and they had like a whole booth of like crystals, like every crystal you can imagine. They had card decks, they were doing card readings and it sounds like they had a really good week because I was there on the last day. So it was really nice to see her and uh, Troy and I both got a reading and some insight and she was talking about how much fun she had on the episode and we'd love to have her back. Yeah, big shout out to Rhonda. 
And if you haven't connected in with her and you want an angel reading, like it's a, it's a great experience. You will not be disappointed. No, not at all. And I think she offers mediumship readings as well. If that's something you want to, if that interests you, um, what is her Instagram handle? Divine guidance. guidance. Yes. With Divine guidance with Rhonda. Yeah. I can link her below again. Yeah. We'll do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She has a great heart. Oh, she uh, does. Yeah. We really enjoy her. So that's awesome. I'm glad you were able to catch up with her. Yeah, it was so good to see her because I haven't seen her like in person for quite a while. Ooh, very mm. good. Yeah, what's awesome. up? What's going on in your world? Okay, so we, let's see. So over this past little while was the new moon. And I ended up doing that new moon uh, spell that I had talked about on the previous podcast about calling in abundance and I'm going to sit with my candle and I'm going to watch it burn. And actually, this new moon ritual that I did is what prompted us for our episode today, because when I was sitting with the candle and I was, okay, I'm going to sit and I'm going to meditate and I'm in my Reiki room and I'm going to just really be in the vibration of what I'm calling in and do all the things, I had a really hard time sitting there. And like, I don't know if the oil made my candle burn a little bit faster. So I probably sat there for less than two hours and still, you know, I was kind of Instagramming what I was doing. So I'm kind of, you know, and then I'm texting Christy and well, okay. Like, you know, I'm just like, but I'm like still visualizing and I did do like a lot of it and like the feeling of what it feels like to be abundant and having everything come to me. I'm in that. And I was doing a lot of that, but I couldn't quite get into that great meditation space that I really wanted to be in. And you, Christy, weren't feeling the spell at all that day when you woke up. And you also were had dental work done that day. Doesn't help. Yes. Yeah, I had uh, three cavities done at once. It was not fun at all. So my mouth was like still numb. And it's funny, when I thought about the spell, you know, the whole time I was putting off buying the candle. And, you know, I, I finally went to the store, the crystal shop, and it was closed. I was like, what the hell? And I just sat with it. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. I It actually freaked me out, the yeah. thought of doing a spell. And that was kind of hard for me to admit because, you know, like, of course, I believe in magic. But when it has to do with, like, in, intentionally creating a spell, I was like, no, no, can't do it. <laughs> And I know it wasn't anything bad. Like, it's not like we're working with black magic. It's white mm -hmm. magic. We're calling in our guides, our angels. Like, it's nothing, nothing like a seance or anything. But it just, ah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I sat with it some more. And uh, actually, a witch wound is something that came up. And we've talked about a witch wound in the past. And that's when you were a witch in a past life. And you practice magic and you um, ended up being killed for your magic. So in that case, um, there was a past life where I was practicing magic and doing spells and I was executed. So, of course, a part of my soul, um, when a spell comes up in this lifetime, my soul's like, mm -mm, we can't do that because remember what happened last time. Mm -hmm. It's like. 
you were killed. So it's like, ah, so there's that block in, I believe like my third eye and maybe my throat. Like the throat is like speaking your truth, you know, about like something you see or experience. And then the third eye is about like, maybe there's a block in there about not wanting to see something or I'm not sure what's going on. I think I need to book a session with you, Amanda, and maybe we can dive further into it because it was just kind of like a glimpse of a past life. Like I didn't really go into it. Like I didn't do a full session. So it was just like having that awareness. Yeah. Cause I texted you that morning and you're just like, you know, I'm not, I can't do it. And I res- I completely respected that. I don't know. Something just felt like, yeah, that's, com- that's fine. And I'm still going to do it. And the funny thing was, so I had this like kind of vibration of the money thing for like, I don't know, probably at least a week. Cause I was getting my candle and I was kind of preparing for it and making sure the evening was free. So I was kind of already getting in that vibration. And anytime that I do anything with like manifesting money and stuff like that, I always manifest through Todd. Always. No way. Always. He's a phenomenal manifester. He will manifest anything. So sure enough, he like buys a ticket for this draw and he wins. He wins this what radar detector worth like $1,500. And I was like, <laughs> get out of here. And like, yeah, that's great. Does it like directly impact me? Not really. Do I hope something actually comes to me? Yes. But that's still pretty awesome that he just always collects into my vibe. Because I always tell him what's going on. And he totally believes in the universe, like working with us. And I love that about him. But I thought it was so funny that he already like won something. So I can't (laughs) wait to share what else kind of happens because it will happen. And I will share when it does about like the spell coming to fruition. But yeah, there's no, no worries about uh, Christy not doing it. And we're definitely going to go in and do a Reiki session to kind of see what's up. Yeah. And And then uh, what didn't feel safe. Yeah, and see and report back, let you guys yeah. know what what's going on. Because I know anyone like listening to this podcast or anyone that's like, you know, interested in the spirituality and is hesitant to share it with your friends or your family, it's almost guaranteed that you do have that witch wound somewhere in a past life. Yeah. Like that was a big time in history where people were scared of like people connecting to Mother Earth and... Um, actually healing people through natural ways and they ended up losing their lives over it. Like it's so messed up when you think about it. it it's a weird time in history. Yeah. And like it's our roots to just be one with earth and the earth providing us with all the medicine we need. And it's yes. so funny how like, sorry everyone, but like how the Catholic church really, really put a damper on that and made it blasphemous and everything else. But yeah, we'll yes. definitely go in and explore. But that also prompted us to go into this conversation today, which we are going to talk about when you feel disconnected from spirit. Yeah. And what to it, do when you feel like that. And we thought it was an important episode to do, like to do it right now. And it also like kind of puts, well, myself in a vulnerable position, you know, because if people see like a Reiki mask, we're like, oh, she's probably got it figured out. You know, she can oh. connect a spirit anytime and life is great. You know, that's what I thought of when I first met Andrea, you know, oh, I was like, yeah, 
man, she's got it together. Like she's such a clear channel, like all these things. And then for someone to admit like myself that I do have times where I doubt spirit, I doubt myself, I doubt the universe. I felt like this was important to share. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think tons of people will be able to relate. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Before we get into this, let's talk astrology update. Oh yes, of course. I almost forgot. <laughs> I know I want to jump right into. <laughs> so this episode is coming out September 1st. So in the month of September, we have our new moon coming in on September 14th in Virgo. So Virgo, if you think of the tarot deck, is actually the hermit. The hermit is like a man holding a lantern. This man is old and he's wise and he's grounded into the earth. So Virgo is an earth sign. And um, it's kind of fitting with this time of year because summer is kind of coming to a close, like harvest season is going to start. So people are kind of like hermiting back inside. So it's really fitting. And it's also kind of a time to like shine light on maybe learning something new or even just going inwards and shining light on little areas of ourselves. So pretty interesting new moon coming up September 14th. And then we have a full moon on September 29th that will be in Aries. Aries is that fiery energy, the element of fire. And it is actually the emperor in the tarot deck. So in the major arcana, he's the emperor. So he is strong. He is a man crossing his arms over his chest. When you are in this new moon, this might be a lot of like shadow work of that fire coming through. And this is just my own interpretation. I didn't read this online. So this is just what I'm getting from that fire energy. And the full moon kind of brings out that shadow self. So you might be just time to like purge a lot of fire or anger and get in touch with that and release it. Full moon, all about releasing, right? So just let that go. Really good thing that uh, Christy actually showed me in Kundalini yoga is that breath of fire. Is that what it's oh, called? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to release some energy? That's what you need to do. Yeah. We can link that below. It, it is powerful. I even got my husband to do it one time and it was just like, it's intense. What's like the Spark Notes version of it? So it's meant to remove any energy like in your, in your body and in your energetic field. And you're like, you're making fists and your thumbs are tucked in your fist and you're swinging them back like you're doing the backstroke. And then you're doing this breath of fire where you're pumping your navel and you're just like breathing that um, breath like in and out, like really fast. Yeah. And it's intense. Like I would get the craziest visions of people that I forgot about, but I was still mad about and they, their faces would pop up and then they'd go away and then, Oh, and then I just vibrate after, just vibrate in like this new, like energy. That reminds me, I should really do that meditation more. Yeah. And you know, you're vibrating in that energy too, because you're doing that breath work. Like it is like, like it is like you're pumping your arms and you're like really going and <laughs> you're it moving it. Great release. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's a powerful one. And I have, and I'm an Aries moon, so I have a lot of fire within me. So it's good to like, you know, get that energy out because then it can start manifesting somewhere else or just hanging mm -hmm. around. Like, got to get it out. Yeah, Take the trash out. Exactly. It's not healthy to store that inside. 
Like no, holding a grudge does not serve you at all. So yeah, just Christy's going to do a live. No, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see her pumping and breathing. You just feel so silly doing it. I was oh, like, man, my neighbors must think I'm just nuts. Some of that yeah. kundalini stuff I do, like it's bizarre. Oh, but I, love it, I don't know. It, it's so good. good. Oh, and yeah. I love that Virgo season is coming. I actually really resonate with Virgo. I'm a Virgo rising. And it's just like that back to routine, back to school and just like getting things in order. So I just don't feel so scattered. I'm I'm actually looking forward to that type of energy coming in. Yeah. I've really appreciated that actually with going back to work as having yes. like a routine and I love it too. It makes me feel good. Yeah, it does. Just getting back, back into it. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. it. That's September. Yeah. So we wanted to um, dive into this topic of when you felt like the universe didn't have your back or you felt that disconnect from spirit. Uh, Amanda and I were texting each other and we were like, this is going to be a great topic. It's like probably not a super popular topic that people would want to openly admit to because people think that we are always connected in and, you know, things always flow. And that's how I thought of um, other spiritual uh, teachers and Reiki masters. So we just wanted to share like our experience of that disconnect from spirit or when you feel the universe isn't there. And I've been talking to a lot of friends and they're going through a lot of stuff too. And they're like, what's going on? Like, where, where's this universe support? Like, and it's just building that trust that it's going to be okay. And just moving through the storm. We have a few mm -hmm. stories that we wanted to share. Mine is pretty personal. I was like, I don't know if I want to share this, but if someone else can relate to it, I thought, well, I might as well put it out there. Yeah, absolutely. This is super fitting. Even to record this, I had to cancel a day because I just felt so out of sorts. And so, I don't know, I feel like my front flower bed is like fully weeded over now. Like it's just neglected. And I'm looking at this thing because we just got home from a walk and I was like, this is my life right now <laughs> looking at this flower bed. I have not taken time to weed and I'm feeling disconnected. So this is a perfect topic. Yes. And go ahead with your story and then I'll share one. And I'm sure everyone can relate. It's super normal to feel like this. Oh, so 100%. we just really wanted to normalize this. And even us being Reiki masters, the title means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We're still human. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this story starts off by like the universe having my back 100%. And it's when I made like a huge decision. So I made the decision to move out of the city and that's where I grew up my whole life. I've only moved twice in my entire life. And my husband and I wanted to spend more time together. So we decided, well, let's just make the move. And so I started packing and moving and we planned to rent my condo out. So when I was moving, my neighbor saw me moving and he's like, hey, I have a friend that's looking for a place with his family. And I was like, oh, okay. So give me his number. So we ended up meeting, I met his family, and it actually turned out to be a great fit. They wanted to move in May 1st. I was like, okay, great. Thanks, universe. Someone is literally knocking on my door 
to rent my place out. I was like, this is great validation and a move in the right direction. Like after making that big decision, it was kind of some validation again, because I did have some doubts and I was worried about my hour commute to the city. You know, it's a lot and some gravel roads. And so I was looking at the job postings like within our union and there was a work from home job and I got the interview and I was like, okay, great. Thanks universe. That's lining up as well. So moving day came and I sold a ton of decor and my furniture on the buy and sell. Everyone actually came. Nobody was a no show. I made some extra cash and I was like, okay, great. Thanks universe. You showed up again. This is moving smooth. And so I made the move. I got settled in a bit and I remember sitting outside in the yard and it's just full of trees. Like the entire property is surrounded by trees and you got the birds and just everything that I've ever wanted. And I started like crying tears of joy because it felt so good that I made this move. I did it. And I was like, oh, thanks universe. Um, and then shit hit the fan. (laughs) I blew a tire on my way to work. Like I've shared all these stories in previous episodes and the dryer quit working. We had to fix something in the condo that the tenants broke. Uh, My husband got called away from work. So he wasn't home and I was all home by myself. And I tried unpacking more, but the house is already full of stuff. So it was like super overwhelming And then another thing happened. So I didn't get that job, the work from home job. Um, Something happened and it fell through. So everything I had planned was falling apart and I completely shut down. I remember my birthday came and I was alone that day and I had to drive to the town to get my tire fixed. And I was just completely depleted and wondered, okay, where why universe? Like, why is this happening? And then something happened in my workplace was like the last straw. And I knew I couldn't be in that environment anymore. And it was a long time coming, but it was just that final push. So my nervous system was like completely shot. I just shut down. I lost faith in absolutely everything for a few weeks. And uh, Lacey Phillips, she actually calls this like the magic dark. Uh, You know, when you're busy manifesting the life of your dreams, things are coming in, and then all of a sudden crickets. And then that's sometimes when people want to resort to like old habits or toxic relationships or things that don't serve you. It's because they are a comfort zone. So I found myself like pulling at those things. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. I don't want to go back there. And so I was sitting in this magic dark and the feeling of everything going on actually manifested into a pain in my heart. Um, it was it was pretty awful and I couldn't shake it. And it actually scared me because I've never felt that low before where I actually had like a physical pain. And, you know, once I knew that no one was coming to save me, this was between you and you. It's like I needed to do something. So I started to work with like my team of healers, connecting with friends and family and working through like all these emotions to start rebuilding myself, like my mind, my body and my spirit. And just having those conversations with friends and them telling me about um, times that they went through that weren't, you know, so great. And I just felt really held by everyone and even like my coworkers reaching out 
it was just, it was really nice to see that. And you know, it meant a lot. So if that was one of you, I, I thank you. And I, I won't forget that. And another huge part of my healing was rather simple. It was actually mother nature. I spent the entire month like outside with the trees, the birds and the sun and just being outside. I've, I've never been outside that much. I'm always in an office. And I just felt that was like really, really important to me at that time. And so I learned so much about my nervous system as well, because I was just completely burnt out. I was working in overwhelm and toxicity and drama, and I was always on. So it's like when a sprinter's at the start line and he's got his fingers on the line, he's got his butt in the air and he's waiting for that gun to go off, but the gun never goes off. So that was a space I was living in, just like that on, just waiting and just like, oh, like I, it, not a fun spot to be in. And so I rested for a couple of weeks and it was really uncomfortable because I, I needed to feel all those emotions. And I, I was used to like getting a hit of overwhelm and drama. That's what was normal to me. So I'd look for like drama or something, but I was like, no, I need to sit with these feelings, sit in my body and go through it. And that was the hardest part. And like looking back, it's like, it got easier as you went and the feelings didn't sit around as long as they did. You know, you just like, when they come up, you just touch your body and you're just like, okay, I'm in my body. Feelings are coming up. Let's sit with them and just let them flow through instead of stuffing them back down. And so now I'm on the other side of things. I'm feeling better, more connected to spirit and things started to line up. So I ended up getting that work from home job. Troy ended up getting a ton of time off work, which never happens in the summer. And I started to unpack more and make the space more mine as well, which felt really good. And I got through it, but there were some dark days that like really scared me. And telling this story, maybe someone thinks, oh, that's not that bad. But to me, it was like my whole life like around me was crumbling, like my relationship, my career where I lived, it was all changing. And just like that doom in your heart, it was just such an awful feeling. But, you know, now I have the tools um, to know what to do if anything starts coming up. And I took my power back and I realized the universe was there the entire time. It just, it really shook me up out of my comfort zone. And I was in a different vibration out here. So I felt like things needed to fall away and things needed to end to match the new vibration that I'm in now. And one more thing I want to mention is a really important takeaway. If uh, anyone feels like they're that run, that sprinter waiting for that gun to go off and you just don't want to live that way. It's all related back to the nervous system. And there's no doubt that things won't be thrown at you and problems come up that have to be dealt with. It's just part of life and it's part of being a human on earth. We came here to experience all things good and all things bad. And that's how our soul evolves. But the key thing is it's how you react to these situations. So when you have a strong nervous system and you're not being reactive, you can process your emotions better and things will flow like with 
uh, grace and ease and just like, you know, water off a duck's back. And that's what I'm working towards is I, I want to be in that space. So yeah, that, that's my story in a nutshell there. <laughs> yeah. I think Christy too, like what, one thing about your, like your situation that you were going through is that you had to uproot yourself. So you didn't have that like safe place or that home base to go to, to just kind of unwind. Like even that was shooken. So you're trying to reroute yourself and find your new ground. And even that, like, I think everyone can agree how stressful moving is. Oh, yeah. Moving and having to rush and clear out your space and clean it. And then you're kind of have everything in boxes and disorganized and it just feels like chaos. Like it just, the clutter just makes my mind feel like clutter as well. Yeah. And it gets a bad feeling for me. So I totally can understand what that would have felt like just an added thing oh, with yeah. everything else. Mm-hmm. And then sitting with those shadows, like you have to welcome your shadow self. Like yes. that's the other half of you. Like, unfortunately, that's the only way to get through it is to go through it. Yeah. Like you just have to. So you definitely did the right thing. And it it sucks when you're sitting there and you're kind of waiting for everything that you're manifesting and you're you're doing all the things. And why isn't spirit showing up for me? It's super frustrating. But in hindsight, can I ask, like, so how long did things finally start moving? Like, was this a couple weeks? Yeah, I'd probably say about three three weeks. Yeah, of the yeah. real stuck. Yeah. Yeah. That actually, like, that feels like the longest three weeks ever oh, to yeah. anyone who's actually <laughs> in it. But it's like, okay, like hindsight, you're like, okay, I can do three weeks, you know? So if anyone's stuck right now, just know, like, it's not going to last forever. Yeah. You can do just this short season that you're in to get through it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's always, you always get through it. It's just, you got to choose, choose your path. You know, it, there's yeah. an easy path, but it's going to bite you in the end. And there's a hard path, which is right through the storm. And yeah, it wasn't easy, but I'm glad I took that path because I'm where I am now. What was that other great line that you said? You're like, I'm the only one who's going to make this happen or make the change. Yeah. It's That's between so you true. and you. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. coming to save me. And that was like, you know, I kind of had some self-pity, like, oh, poor me, you know, and it's... Oh, totally natural, though. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, I need to do something for myself. Yeah. And, you know, spirit can only do so much as well, right? It's mm -hmm. just like, <laughs> you still need to take that divine guidance and those steps to keep going. So yeah. good for you for taking control and just like pulling up your straps kind of a thing. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, no, it was definitely a learning experience, that's for sure. And you have a story as well about how you felt like you weren't held by the universe. Yeah, to be honest, I kind of feel like I'm going through it right now. So that's why I asked about how long <laughs> that took you, because I feel like I'm only at week two and I'm like, okay, 
maybe at two and a half weeks, I'm like, okay, maybe it'll only be three weeks for me too. And I'm just going to hang in there. Like things can't last forever. I'm just in a shift right now with going back to work and my son seems to be going through a sleep regression. So we're up a lot and it's just hard with um, just finding that balance again and just kind of hanging on to your sanity when you're just so sleep deprived. But I know it's a season and I'm really good at self-talk, but I there are nights I'm just like, why are my guides? Like, where are they? Help me. And I feel like they're not quite there, but I know they are. And I know I chose this and it's not going to last forever. But the story that I did want to share actually was when I was pregnant. I was, when I was pregnant, I made the choice that I really wanted to do hypnobirthing. So I started preparing probably at about three months and I'm reading a book. I have the CD in my car that is playing. I am meditating every day. I am journaling every day. And I am preparing my body to breathe out my baby. And my vagina is going to open up and I don't need drugs. And I am just going to breathe the baby out. And it's going to be this beautiful meditative experience. And I'm going to be held by the universe. And I'm preparing for this for months in advance. And I'm saying how grateful I am for this natural beautiful birth and I don't need drugs. I don't want to drug my baby and all these things. And I'm doing all the work and I'm taking the steps. So I'm thinking this has to go my way. And then sure enough, we go to the hospital because my water had broke, but then nothing happens. So then I have to get induced, which I was not part of my birth plan. And then the next thing you know, they have to prepare me for a C-section because things aren't going my way. And I have to have an epidural and all of the things. It's just like, we didn't discuss any of these. (laughs) This was not supposed to go this way. Like, what's happening? Come out. (laughs) And it it was a long, long process. Well, I say long, long, but we're in the hospital for a week and it just felt like, This is not how I expected things to go, of course. And I know every person who's probably had a baby can say that. They did not go to plan. But at the end of the day, it just felt like I did all the divine steps and spirit wasn't there for me or didn't show up for me is what it felt like kind of after when I was processing it. I felt really disappointed. And then, you know, talking about it and I went to Reiki to help me process as well. And the big thing with that is that I was just so worried about that skin-to-skin contact right away that I didn't get because of the C-section. And just sitting with that, again, kind of sitting with your shadow self and doing the Reiki work really kind of disproved that we're not going to have this connection because of it. And also bringing hindsight in that I'm not the only person who's part of this birth. Like my son probably had other plans that I need to respect, right? So even though I don't think spirit has my back, well, maybe spirit is looking after my son and how he came through, right? And just all the things like that. Now I'm completely fine with it and nothing bothers me because everyone's healthy and it's great. But it just felt like I got cheated from all of this work that I put in. And if I do this again, right now, it seems hard to think I'll do this again. But if and when I do this again, I'm still going to use those techniques. And I'm still going to try to have that birth exactly the same way, even if it doesn't work out. Yeah. And even like all that work you did, maybe that will set you up for your second journey into. Yeah 
into birthing a baby. Oh man. And you know, it's funny. It makes me think like, I'd like to see a statistic of how many women actually stick to that birth plan. I don't know if I've known anyone. (laughs) 1% (laughs) got their plan. I know they say, don't be too strict on that. It's yeah, it's true. But yeah, all that meditating, I know we've talked about it. That was definitely good for me and the baby in the wombs, right? So like none of that would have went to waste. No, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it all makes sense in the end. You go through the storm and you just process it all. And then you get that bird eye view of everything that's going on. You're like, okay, that was for my highest and greatest good. It's like, all right, but that wasn't easy. Well, right. And like, you kind of think too, if you think of this huge picture of like, I just think of all the angels and guides up there. It's almost like chess. It's like, no, they can't be born yet because this person is driving on the way to the hospital. It's like, and then the doctor needs to be here. And it's just, I think of them trying to like coordinate this whole event. Right. And it's just like so many things going on that I don't know about, but I can only think about me. So, yeah, I know that there were so many factors going on and this was the way it was supposed to happen. Maybe I chose this, right? Before I incarnated, like, who knows? Yeah, no, you're right. And even like, if you think about um, us choosing like our parents and stuff before we come come to earth. And it's like, I wonder if like your soul chooses your exact astrology. Cause you know how like any you need the time of when you're born for when all the planets are there and whatever. And I wonder if your son like had a exact date and time when he wanted to come. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yes. I totally agree with that. Which is pretty wild. Yeah. They say like the whole work that goes on the other side is like more work than we could even imagine, like more than planning a trip to space. Like, yeah yeah, I I think about them just working around the clock (laughs) yeah and I I like the chess pieces that makes total sense yeah 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 super interesting yeah so the next thing we wanted to uh dive into we were gonna we wanted to talk about like when you're a Reiki master and people think you got it all figured out And I know when I first started on my spiritual journey, I really put like spiritual teacher teachers on like a pedestal. And, you know, like I said, I thought they had everything figured out. They had a clear connection to spirit and life is butterflies and rainbows. And, (laughs) you know, it's like they're no different than you and I. Amanda and I are no different than any one of you. And we just chose this journey and we chose to take courses and practices um, for that connection to spirit. And, you know, I really see everyone as equal. And I, I believe that everyone is like gifted. Every single person on this earth has something to bring. And when we're going through the shit storms, you know, it's important part is learning the tools to put in your toolbox. So when you know to access them, when you need extra support and, Uh, When I went through what I call that dark period that I just talked about, I was so worried that I wouldn't be able to do a Reiki session or connect to spirit is I was really having a hard time connecting like myself to spirit. And there's a medium I know of, um, she's well known in Saskatoon and she reschedules appointments like all the time. 
And, you know, it really sucks for that client on the other side. They were really looking forward to that appointment to hear from their loved one. But, you know, it's important that she honors herself on how she feels. And if she doesn't feel like she can connect that day or doesn't feel like well enough, she'll find a day that she can. And what some people don't understand is like the practitioner side of things. Sometimes this work can really drain your batteries, you know, and it's like, especially mediumship. When I was on that journey with mediumship, I really wanted to open my doors and offer it, but it really drained my physical body, you know, and it it was really hard for me to admit because I felt like I had such a good connection to spirit and I could help so many people. And I feel like it's something I will um, visit in the future because I do not offer just mediumship readings right now. Um, but that means like if spirit pops up in a, a Reiki session, it doesn't mean I won't connect with them. Yeah, no, it's really important to to pay attention to how you're feeling because there's no point in someone coming if you're completely feeling drained, right? Then the session won't be good. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have to make that choice. But yeah, just assuming that just because someone has a title means that they have it together all the time is very wrong. <laughs> like very. We, are, we are human, like we're here having a human experience, right? So we are human first right now. And, you know, we have shit days just like you do. And just like the most spiritual and connected person ever does. They do too. And it used to actually blow my mind when I would hear that. I thought, how could they be like, they know they can just connect right in and get all the answers. But sometimes you can't. Like when you're in the thick of it, if you're vibing at a different level, I won't be able to have a good meditation because my mind can't clear itself to even get me connected there. So it's like I can't just, you know, go in and I can't just see the future. Sometimes I find it actually harder to read for myself than to read Mm -hmm. for a complete stranger. Sometimes I'm too invested in the outcome too, right? So am I going to manipulate the cards a little bit? Am I going to just see what I want the answer to see? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it is always good just to just to know that, I guess, that it's completely normal and it's okay. To oh, just, of course. Yeah. Know that other people are like that too. Well, and even like I remember coming to you for Reiki and you're like, oh, you're, you're so not grounded right now. And you got this big cord. And I was like, what? It's like, no, I feel grounded. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I've heard of yeah like, exactly. Like even other people where it's like they're Reiki masters and they go for a healing and then someone finds out like they have like, you know, kind of like a tear in their aura or they have like an attachment and they're like, what? I, I should know this. But I feel like we have a blind spot too with some things. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And two, it's kind of like the carpenter. It's like his house is kind of the last to get done sometimes. Sometimes I can be like that too. It's just like, I have no problem making sure my dad gets reikied, a client, of course. But then it's just like, and then me, you know? So it's it's like, I need to keep up with that spiritual maintenance as well. And sometimes that can get on the back burner, which also doesn't help when you're feeling disconnected. Yeah. Because that's when you need to Reiki the most. <laughs> that's so true. Like the healer needs healing 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm very grateful that we can just be like, hey, like we should uh, exchange healing services. Yes, I know. I'm so grateful that we we have that because there's a lot of times where it's come up and be like, man, I need some Reiki today. And you're like, yep. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the practitioner always gets a little Reiki in return, actually. Yeah. That's one thing that's really helped me these last few weeks, to be honest, is that I've had to do Reiki and I feel so good after. Yeah. It just connects me right back into spirit. It's like I never left. Cause sometimes, you know, when we're about to do Reiki, it's just like I get we can get nervous. Like I personally can get nervous, especially if I've been out of the game for a little bit. And I'm just like, oh, if something gonna happen, what if nothing happens? And then I, I get so nervous and I'm like, well, I know the Reiki will always show up because I don't have to do anything. I don't have to think about it, it just flows through. And but what if I can't connect into the chakras? Like, what if, what if they want something and it doesn't even happen? Do you have any experience with that? Oh yeah, I can totally relate. It's like you have all this doubt rolling in and it's just like, uh, sometimes it's really hard to shake. And it's like, why don't I have that trust that they're going to show up? They always show up. You know, sometimes they might not show up like as strong and as prominent, like some yeah. sessions flow easier than others, but that's also the client's energy as well. And yeah, you guys might like not know that there's a lot of uh, people in the spiritual community that do this actually full time and they get this doubt as well. I've heard people talk about it and it's just, it's so wild. And in that mediumship course I talked about, um, she's, like a professional medium. She's very good at what she does. She teaches it. And she told us a story about how she still has doubt before connecting. And she sat down with this one person and she said this person was like extremely closed off. They had their arms crossed and they're like super skeptical. And she's like, oh, great. How's this going to go? So spirit ended up showing up. And she was delivering these messages, but the client just kept shutting everything down. And this lady, like the medium was like, you know what? I'm just going to end the session, give your money back and we're going to be done. And, you know, good on her to do that instead of just like trying to, you know, trudge through all of that, that, that big block that this person had, you know, just call it what it is and be like, and here's your money back. Well, I can't even imagine the energetic wall that person would have put up that this woman's trying to like penetrate through. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, why are you here if you don't want to be here or if you don't want to let me in? Yeah. Like if I'm working on a client and they're not ready to let me go into the chakra, I will see the most surface level thing ever that honestly, it's just like, well, this was like not pointless, but like. It wasn't as great as it could have been if you would have let me in. Mm-hmm. And that's okay if you're not ready, but, like you know, I need your permission. And then we can have a really profound experience. But yeah, if they're really disconnected, then it's not going to help me connect in either. Yeah, that's so true. And sometimes it can take like a client two to three sessions to get uh, somewhere where we can like build that trust and they can start opening up like each time, because sometimes you feel like a client comes to you and is like, oh, I want to dive into a past life. And you go in and it's like, 
nope, I don't see any past lives. It's like, actually, we need to ground you and we need to clear your heart and maybe a little inner child, you know, like something like a little more, I don't know what you would call that. Just, I guess it means, seems like a little more simple, but we always trust that that's what the client needs at that time. It's like, why dive into a past life if we can hold space and make you feel better every day by taking out the trash, like energetically and grounding you. So it's just, it's just something, something to think about. Like if, if you're on the other side of things. You know, I was thinking of a house analogy as well, when you were saying that it's just like, they want to paint but the plumbing is broken. No, yeah. <laughs> That's like a great analogy. To fix the toilet before we can repaint the walls. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah, who wants so to like... put, sorry. No, keep going. Well, and who wants to put like money into like electrical or plumbing because you don't see it. You know, it's like, I want the big fancy chandelier and the nice countertops. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we got to do the insides first. Yeah. Because that'll help everything else flow, too, if we address that first. Yeah. Yeah. So all this talk about, you know, the universe doesn't have your back and you feel disconnected. Like we were thinking, well, we don't want to just bring all this up and then leave you hanging. We want to, like, provide some tools that helped us heal, like, mind, body, and spirit. Um, So we'll start off with, like, the mind. You know, the most important thing, Amanda has mentioned it, is meditation. Get in that zone, take the junk out. And you know what? Even five minutes of just restarting your computer is just going to do you wonders. Yes, because when you're sitting there and you're meditating, you're breathing and you're practicing that breath work, which is in turn calming your nervous system, right? Like when you have time to take that big breath in and that really long exhale, which is the the really important part, it's just like your body can't feel that anxiety stress if you can breathe like that. Mm -hmm. So it's just such a good, really, really good hack. And this actually, I was listening to people know Wim Hof. He's, they call him like the Iceman Shaman. He's the guy who does like the cold plunge. He talks about like the Wim Hof breathing technique, which we're going to link in the show notes. He is absolutely fascinating. He had a wife that was really sick and she ended up actually killing herself. So he was in a pretty dark place and he had, they have four kids and he started like really, really breathing and like taking that really deep breath right from like your diaphragm and started cold plunging and really cold baths. Um, Our skin is the largest organ and we can stimulate it by taking like a cold shower or doing the cold plunge and it wakes up your vascular system. So like he says, a cold shower a day keeps the doctor away. And by doing these techniques, he has actually helped other people like heal themselves. So I was listening to, he was on a a podcast and he was talking to this woman. She brought her two kids to him because her two kids had tumors and they were not able to undergo chemotherapy because their immune system was too weak. Like they wouldn't have been able to handle that kind of aggressive treatment. They would have just died. And he said like, okay, I'm going to help you. So by cold plunge and breathing techniques and working with our mind in that way, 
he literally got their immune system up like 500%. It was so good that they could actually withstand chemo treatments if they wanted to, just from doing that cold plunge and And then I think he, I don't know if he cured them all the way. I don't want to say that in, in case he didn't, but still got their immunity up so much that they could withdraw the, the chemo treatment. Like it's unreal. And that was only like eight days. It wasn't wow. even two weeks. It was that fast. Like it is crazy how powerful our mind is to heal our bodies. It is insane. It's like we have all this source tapped energy that we don't even get into. You know, we keep going to the ATM, keep going somewhere else when we are literally designed to be able to heal our bodies. Yeah. And even, you know, if you look at the way and you even like look at society and the way like I grew up and how it was all, you can't heal yourself. Healing is outside of you. You need to go to a doctor. You need to take this pill. Like you can't just heal yourself. Like I've never heard anybody tell me that before until like just recently, it's starting to become like more common, more like mainstream that we can dive into these different modalities because like the mind and the body are so smart. Like our cells regenerate themselves. They know what to do. It's, it's so wild. I know. And you get a cut on your hand and the, your hand starts healing itself. The cut yeah. will heal itself. Yes. You can do this in every part of your body. And what your body's like, job is, is to keep you alive. That's what's going on. If you have like inflammation somewhere and it comes up, it's like because something's not working there and it's trying to get your attention. Yeah. And like, obviously everything serves a purpose and a time and a place. So if you have a gunshot wound, yeah, I don't expect you to start reikiing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Take me it's to not the hospital. probably going to take you very far. Yeah. It's like, yeah, go to the hospital, get professional treatment. Absolutely. Like you need to find that balance. Yeah. But things that we can control, like absolutely breathing, taking a cold shower, you know, just doing the breath work and tuning into our bodies. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Just try like regular it. maintenance. Yeah. Mm. Try it for try it. three days and see if you feel any better. <laughs> and even like, I remember taking cold showers and I'd actually put uh, coconut oil on my body because it helped create like a bit of a barrier. And um, it actually helped. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just slathering up the turkey skin here. <laughs> I can't even imagine how like gross that would be. Unless they get like hardening in the shower. That wasn't too um, bad. But yeah, it kind of creates like a mess and stuff. So you got to clean up afterwards. And <laughs> an important thing I learned too was... Uh, uh, was from Guru Jagat when she she's she was in or a Kundalini teacher and she talked about these cold showers like she has like a in one of her books like she's got a whole chapter on how good it is for you and she's the one that recommended the coconut oil and she said that you can't have a hot shower and then turn on cold at the end she says that's like eating fried chicken and then eating an apple and thinking the apple's gonna help you you've already you know, had that hot water. So it's like, you need to go in and blast the cold. That's interesting. Cause I know like they say to do it in the morning, 
because your body is super warm from sleeping, right? Ah. So it's like get in the shower and blast the cold to kind of just like really spark everything awake, get everything turned on. But, you know, like I wonder, so if you had a hot shower first, you would still kind of be in the sleepy mode, maybe, or maybe you'd have to run the cold for a lot longer just to really undo the warm water. Do you think that would work? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know like her, all of her, like why she says that, because I guess there was a theory to it, but I don't remember it. Yeah. She's a, she's like a total guru though. Yeah. Like I totally take what she says at gospel, to be honest. So there's definitely some rhyme and reason to that. So don't do, just get in there and do some cold. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But if you do do the hot and then the cold after, I don't think it's going to go to waste. You're just not going to get the full effect. Mm, yeah. Like, I think it's still, right. it's still something. And, you know, maybe that's a way to like gradually get used to the cold because those two minutes of cold are hell. I'm not going to lie. Like oh, it sucks. 30 seconds. If it's yeah. cold, it's, yeah, it's going to suck. <laughs> Breathe through it. Get your coconut oil out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Spray yourself with Pam and then get in. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm just kidding. Just go to work. Be like, why does so someone funny. smell like uh, cooking, I, like a roasting I, chicken right now? <laughs> yeah. Why is there Pam in your bathroom? <laughs> Spraying oh, it good. on. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Okay, well, what other tips do we have? Um, Do we have oh, any more? Yeah. So I find journaling really good for the mind. Like if I'm, you know, overthinking and worrying, I you just grab a piece of paper and freaking write all that shit out. Just get it out. Cause I feel like you dump it out of your mind. It's on the paper and even like close the journal or rip it up or do something. I find that to be really good just to, just to take the garbage out and, you know, even having conversations with like friend, friends or family members, just talking stuff out, I find helps as well. And there's a th- thing that I've heard that I, I use with some of my friends and my husband. It's like when we're having a conversation, it's like, hey, are we going to, are we bitching or are we fixing? Because if someone's just going to bitch, I'm just going to let them go, let them vent They're not asking for advice at that point. They just want to get it all out. So I can just sit there and hold the space. But then if they want, if we're talking about fixing things, then I would like, you know, kind of throw like my point of view on things or, you know, just like read the situation. But I found that was like super helpful. Amen. Are we bitching or are we fixing? That's so good. Yeah, because then you're yeah. not wasting your energy on just giving advice that nobody wants to hear. Well, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes that's not welcomed either, right? No, no, definitely. No, no, the room. <laughs> um, and that journaling is my favorite thing to do ever. It just like helps organize your thoughts out and just to express yourself and release them. Yeah. And if I'm in a, like, if I don't have access to a pen and paper or a place to really journal, like say I'm driving home from a bad day or a harder day, I will just have a full on conversation with myself and I'll just like talk it out in the car. Like, 
what happened today? I didn't like this. And the reason I didn't like this was because, but that's okay. And, you know, I just kind of like talk it out. Like I'm talking to a best friend, like, cause you are your best friend, treat mm-hmm. yourself well and talk to yourself. And then I kind of talk to like spirit as well. I feel like they're in the car with me while I'm talking to myself. And that feels good too. It feels like I'm getting it off my chest and I'm just letting it breathe out. Yeah. So another thing you could try as well. I call it my A team because Amanda, I'm like, oh, A team. <laughs> oh, I love that. Unite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring it in. <laughs> Blow the conch. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's yeah. great. And you know, you're you're activating that throat chakra too. Like you're not pushing mm-hmm. everything back down. You're you're getting it out. And that is like the most yes. important thing. You gotta get it out somewhere because it's gonna manifest somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so let's move on to the body, what we can do to help our body connect back to spirit and back to yourself. And movement is like underestimated. You know, when I was in that low point and I went and saw my osteopath. So my osteopath, she recommended that I move my body. She's like, I know right now you want to lay on the couch and the last thing you're thinking about is moving your body. I was like, yeah, you're right. You know what? I took her words like very seriously because I was like, I need to get out of this funk. So I needed another tool in my toolbox. So that night I went home. I went for a 30 minute walk outside. I felt freaking great. The next night I set up like two little planters outside and I ran a circuit, did like jumping jacks, a crab crawl, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I felt freaking great. And it's just, Ah, uh, you know, it's so hard to get there and get moving, but you will never regret it. The gym is a huge one for me mm-hmm. and uh, Todd as well. If he is in any kind of like off kilter, he's, you know, he's not aligned. That gym is like, oh, uh, you're just pumping that oxygen to mm-hmm. all parts of your body. Absolutely. 100%. Even going for a walk doesn't have to be, you know, a hit workout, just do something, move, get oxygen going everywhere. It's so good for you. Yeah. You're just, you're moving and just everything's mm-hmm. moving. It, yeah. It, it's definitely underrated. I, I need to keep doing it. Keep like, keep that energy and body moving. And, you know, even like being outside and hugging a tree and planting your feet on the ground and like getting grounded. That's super important for the physical body as well. I find. And, you know, you could replay like the grounding meditation we did at the beginning, or there's lots of grounding uh, meditations on YouTube as well. Yeah. And, you know, you think too, if you have stuck energy in the body, like moving your body will help move the energy around. So just think about it that way. If you have a block, just try to move even a bit, even if it's, you know, if it's a painful block, obviously maybe do more stretching or yoga moves, but you're still moving that around. And that's definitely the idea. Then things can flow better. Yeah, that's right. Um, so on to the spirit, how to connect back to spirit. Um, so of course, Reiki, <laughs> that's the first on yes. my list. Yep. Self Reiki, book a session. That's just a good way to clear out the the trash. I feel like I'm saying that like a thousand times, but it's just such a good, um, you know, like thing to see is like taking the trash out. No one's going to go clean their garbages now today. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's right. I really feel the urge to change the garbage. <laughs> yes, yeah. take that shit out. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing is like you can talk to your guides, like Amanda said, like talk out loud, talk to them, talk to the angels. And, you know, and even if you're having like a hard time connecting, you can always like contact um, like a heart centered person to help you like Rhonda, of course, or yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're like really far disconnected, you were probably better off to contact someone to help you with Reiki, even if you have your level one and two, then because you feel like you probably just can't, you know, get into that good space to kind of get a good session and outsider help probably would be the better answer. I know yeah. it would be like for me, if it was me. And another like thing that I like to do is I set like little reminders on my phone. And I got this through Amanda Francis, who is a, um manifester she's a super awesome entrepreneur woman and i set like little reminders on my phone if you have an iphone i'm sure if you have an android too there's a little reminders app and so like at 11 o'clock i'll have an app that just comes up and it just like connects me back in i have one that says like um you are deserving of a high quality lifestyle and your angels and guides want you to feel abundant so that's just like one example. And I see that. And when I see it on my phone, it comes up Then I like say it out loud and I kind of sit with it for a minute and it just like connects me back in. So you could have one, whatever you want, right? Maybe like relationships that are healthy and long lasting find me and I am deserving of a beautiful relationship, you know, and then just say that and you're confirming it out to the universe to spirit that that is what you are. So it is going to match you. So that's just another little like tip that I do, and I like it. I and really if you don't love like that. it, just delete it. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, that. This is annoying now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is such too. a good practice, and you know it doesn't take a lot of effort, and it's free. Mm. Yeah, and it's kind of like puts it in your face, so you kind of like, oh yeah, hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. right, right there. Like, hey, let's connect. I love that. Yes. Yes. And you know, another thing I thought of that actually embodies the mind, body and spirit is Qigong. So Qigong. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like I haven't done it enough myself, but I have read a lot about it. And like with the body, it helps ring out your organs just like yoga would do, but this is way more gentle. And it like settles your mind and it connects you to spirit. And Amanda, I remember your dad saying that he was, he was getting into it. Yes. So you can find everything on YouTube. He was just doing YouTube videos and like, he loved it. Yeah. And super into martial arts always. And this is just, you're right. It's such a great way to connect back your mind, body and, and spirit. And I actually follow some Qigong masters on Instagram even. And yeah, they just have too. like little like moves and it's super, oh, super awesome. Like if you only have five minutes, like you'll find a video for five minutes on YouTube or even just a move someone does just to help kind of release something. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. It is really fascinating. The whole um, like meaning of it and the like elements they work with. And yeah, it, it's really fascinating. It's spelled, um, I think it's spelled Q-I- G-O-N-G? Is that how you spell it? Yeah. Yeah. Qigong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anyone ever w- if wants to look it up. Yeah. And if you ever play Scrabble, Q-I is Qi. 
Oh, that's Ooh, a great little cheat that word. That is a good one. Cue. And no you. That down cue, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm secretly 90 years old. If anyone else needs Scrabble tips. Hey, I love. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I love Scrabble. Oh, yeah. cue. What so that's did... why we're friends. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah. All right. So should that's we move on to the card reading? We could. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that feels good. Christy's going to give us a treat today with the card poll. Yeah, so the deck I use is the Angel Guide Oracle by Kyle Gray. And yeah, I really love this deck. It's just like got simple words and nice pictures. And yeah, anyways, enough about that. I'll get on to the reading here. So I pulled three cards for some guidance here for our listeners And the first card I got was like signs and reminders. So there's butterflies and feathers and birds and rainbows. And it just is showing like there are those signs from the universe out there and your loved ones that you can uh, connect to them. And it's just funny, like the, like our episode, what we talked about and this card showed up. It's like just that validation that there is help on the other side, no matter what. And you can ask for a sign from the other side, of course, anytime, anytime you need that sign. But the thing is, is you can't like fixate on that sign because I've done that and they hasn't shown up. It's like, you know, when you forget about it and put it on the back burner, that's when I find that sign shows up. So I thought that was uh, a neat card. And, you know, the other card is the guardian angel. And so this is just like my belief on the guardian angel. I find like the guardian angel is actually like a spirit guide. And what I learned about in the Kaushik records with spirit guides is you have like five to eight through your whole life. And you have one that starts with you at birth. And then you gain five to eight throughout your life. And then they start to drop and fall, you know, like when you turn 60 or like, you know, when you're older and you don't need as much guidance, they start to fall away. But you have that one main guide that actually helps you transition when you leave the earth. And when I pulled this card, I also feel like there may be somebody out there that has recently lost someone or maybe somebody is is going to transition soon And I just wanted to bring you some comfort right now that your guardian angel or your guide with your loved one will guide them to the other side. Like they'll never be left alone and they'll be guided back home and they will be safe. So I just wanted to share that because that came up as well. Um, And the next card is strength and guidance. So there's this angel with his hands out and it's like, looks like the universe is in his hands. And it also kind of looks like the storm we talked about, like, you know, the storm you have to go through. And it's just like a reminder of that strength that we have within ourselves. Like when I didn't know I had that strength, I had to dig deep, but I found it. And every single person on this earth has that strength to get through it. It's just sometimes you got to go through that storm to find it. And the guidance part is, of course, like we said, like ask for help, ask your guides and ask your angels and angels won't interfere because of free will. They, you have to ask them for their help. 
So I thought that was like something special to note. But yeah, it was an interesting card pull. I find it definitely matched the episode and what we talked about. Oh, it definitely did. And what a special message for um, somebody who may be going through, you know, dealing with somebody who might be passing or has just passed, just like giving them that comfort. That's super important. Yeah. Yeah. That, that came mm. through. Like I was, I had the message about the guardian or the guides and I want to talk about, but then that one like came through strong, like over top. And I was like, Ooh. okay, I will say it, you know, I just wanted oh, to share I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you, Universe. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, that's that's going to be it for now. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And I really hope you enjoyed the episode and had some takeaways. And you know what? Let us know. Message us on Instagram at Living the Reiki Life. We also have our personal Instagrams. Mine is The Birch Soul. And Reiki with Manda is mine. And then we have our living the reiki life podcast our instagram handle as well and you know we just love the messages that we're getting we appreciated them so much it really like like solidifies why you were doing this and to keep going with it so thank you for your support yes and we will catch you on the next one, one two, see you later <laughs>